This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with Jamie Pollard. We'll discuss the Big 12 Conference with some positive recent news, plus an encouraging outlook for football and wrestling, the terrific job Steve Crome has done guiding a basketball transition, and a quick look ahead to meet the coaches night. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Jamie Pollard. Well, Jamie, let's start off with the recent news that the revenue distribution for Big 12 Conference schools is at or above $34.5 million per school. Those were pretty impressive numbers, encouraging numbers, I would think, and maybe provide for a bright future. Well, absolutely. I think it caught some people by surprise because the national narrative had beat down the Big 12 that you know things weren't in that position. And so it's been a significant assistance to our facilities and to our coaching hires to be able to have that kind of revenue. You know, it clearly puts us uh, way ahead of the Pac-12 and the ACC, well aware that, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten, because of their um, television contracts, you know, are going to kind of take a big, steep step forward here in the next year. But from where I sit, there's a Grand Canyon between the Big 12's revenue numbers and the Pac-12's numbers and the ACC numbers. And the Pac-12 and ACC numbers aren't going to change. You know, they're on a pretty much a linear slope and ours will continue to keep moving forward. So that gap's only going to widen even further, which um, is a narrative that on a national level isn't being talked about. You see a lot of your Big 12 colleagues throughout this time of the year, especially in the summer. You see your Big 12 colleagues. You see your national colleagues. Is the thought about the Big 12 maybe a little bit more that this 10-team league can not only survive but thrive, uh, given this recent information? Um, absolutely. You know, I think if you take technology aside, and I know that's a big assumption to make, but if you put technology aside, I think the national landscape amongst those that work in it, ADs, is the bigger conferences are still an infant. And people are still trying to figure out the idiosyncrasies of, you know, what happens. You know, how many times do you have what happened in the Big Ten this past year before people go, well, we shouldn't be having a playoff game? Our peers all talk to us and say, you know, your 10-member league is actually, you guys actually have it right. But unfortunately, how the leagues get judged is how do you qualify and who is in the college football playoff? And we've only been in it one out of three years. So if the narrative had been that, we were in it all three years because one of their champions got knocked off in the championship game. I'll bet the narrative would be it's not fair that we were playing one less game. But it is what it is, and so it was nice to actually have some good news on a national level that was kind of against the grain because people didn't expect us to have that, those kind of numbers. Let's talk about what's going on here at Iowa State, and one of the really exciting things is the Cyclone Regional Training Center for wrestling and I think the immediate impact that Kevin Dresser has made on the wrestling program. From your perspective, what do you see in what Kevin's done in this short period of time on the job? Well, he's certainly re-energized our fan base. He's re-energized our wrestling room, but he's also re-energized wrestling fans. Iowa State needs to be good in wrestling for Iowa State's purposes, but the sport of wrestling needs Iowa State to be good based on our history and the, the natural rivalry we can have um, just here locally with the Hawks. He has clearly awoken people in the wrestling world to say, hey, wait a second, Iowa State's going to be back on the national landscape and we'll be back on the national landscape soon. He's done an incredible job filling out his staff. I recognize it, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but he clearly has changed the look to the future overnight and it'll be fun to see where it goes. 
He's an outside-the-box thinker, and so are you. And I, I love one of his ideas to have a, a wrestling duel in C.Y. Stevens. I, I think that'll be just a, a fun, neat event that maybe will change uh, the way people look at the sport a little bit. Uh, it will be really fun, and you know, we, we don't necessarily know what we're getting into. We joked the other day and said, you know, maybe we'll do it one year and it'll just be another failure and we'll never do it again, but that's okay. We can throw the mud at the wall and go for it, and, and that's pretty much how he's approached things. I mean, he, he actually is working on another pretty exciting thing of he's gotten connected with the former Drake wrestlers. He's going to speak at some event that they're having for uh, a reunion for former Drake wrestlers, and then we're talking about doing a Drake University night at a wrestling meet and honoring their former wrestling members and I've actually talked to Sandy Hatfield Club about it and because we didn't want to do something you know that excludes them administratively and um, it's it's things like that that I think will just be great for the sport of wrestling. Be some of my old buddies coming back to be honored that'd be pretty cool. Let's talk about Matt Campbell and you know there's there's the talk about the culture change and a lot of people use that language but to actually kind of see it taking place, especially now we're into it a year and a half. We see the recruiting success. We see the excitement building. We see the way last year's team finished at the end of the season, getting stronger as the season went on. What are your thoughts on Matt and, and what he's been able to do here in his short time at Iowa State and where that thing is headed? Well, first, you know, I, I get a little uneasy when because we're all excited and we should be. We really should be because there's some great things happening in the football program. At the same time, we have a history at Iowa State, and so I think we need to put up before we talk too much. So I'm going to preface everything I'm going to say by saying that, and now I'm going to talk. It's First of all, it's more. It's greater than Matt Campbell. You know, it, it, To me, what the most impressive thing so far that I've seen over the 18 months is it's more than Matt. It's all his staff. It's the culture he's created from top to bottom. They expect to win, and they believe they're going to win. And they give energy from top to bottom. I mean, they are energy producers. When you're around them, you don't feel like, you know, they're sucking your time. You, they feel like they're giving you energy. And that's unique, especially from top to bottom. But I also see it in the student-athletes. You know, what they've done academically is absolutely phenomenal that they've, you know, the highest grade point average in the history of Iowa State football ever. I mean, I mean that, that's just amazing to have done it. But what he's done is he's motivated young men to think differently than what they've thought about in the past, to do things that they maybe didn't think they were capable of. And so I can't wait to see that also to kind of transfer and happen on the football field. But the other thing I notice is you just go over in the football building. I was there last Friday talking to the coaches, and a couple of young men walked out of the office area, and, and they could have been staffers, they could have been graduate assistants, but you know they were two freshmen. You know they didn't look like freshmen to me, and I think our team is going to look radically different than it's looked in the past. But then I also see it when they come over to training table. You know, they're um, to, a, to a person. I mean, they look you in the eye. They, you know, they're articulate. They're engaging. They're smiling. And that's not to say our former players weren't that way. But there is clearly a cultural shift that has taken place. And there's just a lot of energy and excitement. And as Matt said, we're just young enough and just naive enough to think we're not going to lose any games. And, you know, you can do a lot of things with that. Just what you just described it seems to me that Matt feels that those things have to take place before you're going to have success on the football field. That, that, that culture change, that way of viewing things, that way of looking at the classroom differently, that all has to kind of fall in place before 
the wins come on the field. And now some of those things are in play. Well, you know, we kid them talking about it, the process, trust the process, trust the process. But that really is so true because without the process, you show up on Saturday and you hope you're going to win. You know, and then the first time the ball goes a different way or something bad happens, you start to lose that hope. Versus if you trust the process, every day you watch yourself get better. And then when Saturday comes on the game day, you know, it isn't about hope anymore. It's just about going out and executing the plan and then things will take care of themselves. And, you know, most great athletes think like that. Athletes that want to be great are the ones that show up and hope that something's going to happen positively, where the, the really good, great athletes, they just show up and know, I'm going to do what I do, and good things are going to happen. When fans come to the stadium this fall, they'll notice that the team is on the opposite side. They're going to be on the west sideline. How has that transition gone? Gone um, incredibly smooth, almost like, you know, forget we did it. I thought there would be a lot more bumps in the process, and um, there really hasn't been. If we get off and have a great year, and maybe everyone will just say, well, why didn't we switch sooner? <laughs> no doubt about that. I think the schedule itself, Jamie, should be really appealing to fans. Five home games in September and October, only one home game in November. So a pretty good opportunity that the, the weather is going to cooperate. We're going to have some great days for college football, great days to tailgate. There should be a, a fun environment in Jack Trice Stadium this fall. Incredibly uh, um, positive and advantageous home schedule. You know, to start with two straight home games and then come back with a Thursday night game to open the Big 12 against Texas. You know, it sets up extremely well for us and for our fans. Only having the one game in November, especially because last year we had two games where the students weren't here. And the students, you know, talk about giving energy. The students provide so much energy in the stadium. And so to play those games where the students weren't here just took something away. So um, I'm excited for that too. The NBA draft is this week, and we're going to find out the fate professionally for four great seniors, uh, whether it be in the NBA or in Europe or the D-League or whatever the case may be. And that's an exciting time for Iowa State basketball. How excited are you to see Steve Prohm kind of navigate this transition between a lot of Fred's players now moving on and really a, the players in the program are the guys that he brought in. But I think, I think Steve did such a fabulous job during that two-year stretch of handling a situation that could have been really tough and look at the results he's had and now it's really his program how, how do you feel about him na navigating that process i think he did an incredible job navigating it um, it was a lot harder than most people myself included thought it would be i think a lot of people just thought you put the keys in the engine and turn it and everything goes and it doesn't and so you learn that you've got to figure out how to navigate it he did a great job um you know hopefully monte will get drafted where we all hope he will and maybe somebody else will get you know in on the back end like abdul did last year but um I've described what's ahead of us. It's kind of going to be like Christmas, you know, you're opening presents that you don't know what's in there. And so um, it'll be fun to see some of these new young faces and, you know, get to see who they are and, and how they interact with our fans and, and how they play. And to me, that's going to be really exciting. I'm, I mean, I'm more excited about the first basketball game than maybe I was last year when, you know, I knew what to expect. I knew we'd be good. But this time, you know, it's going to be neat to come to the exhibition game and kind of see, you know, who are these guys. But I also think it's going to be fun to watch them evolve as people because uh, the group that they're replacing were outstanding people and, and, you know, did some really neat things in the community. So we've taken the approach that we are trying to help these new young men know the responsibility they have. 
and that so that'll be fun to see how they evolve and learn off the court as much as it'll be fun to watch them on the court. We've talked about Kevin Dresser and we've talked about Matt Campbell and we've talked about Steve Prohm and this is just an exciting time for Iowa State Athletics right now um, as I think of those three in particular just kind of being a very optimistic people and I think fans are optimistic about what they can do. There's, you know, it, it seems like every year there's something that happens that creates excitement for the future. And certainly those three individuals um, are the flag uh, bearers right now for kind of the new day of Cyclone Athletics. Clearly Kevin, because he is the newest, but the excitement that is around our football program right now and, and, and our football fans so deserve to have um, good things happen. Our fans have been so loyal and so the opportunity to, for them to be able to experience something that they maybe have in a long time is exciting and then you know just turning the page in basketball and putting a whole new group of uh, players out there uh, is also refreshing so those three not to um, diminish the future of you know volleyball or women's basketball or what's happening in our softball program or, or what's happened in our golf programs but those three tend to be the sports that get a lot of the attention and it's exciting to be on the crest of a wave right now with them. And because of the success of some of the sports that you just mentioned, the Big 12 All Sports Standings, the Learfield Sports Directors Cup, Iowa State's in pretty good shape. You know, we are. We've uh, we've come a long ways from, you know, five, six years ago, we were a bottom feeder. You know, we, we struggled not to be 10th or 12th when we were 12 members. And, you know, now we're hovering around that five or six spot. Would still like to see us kind of push into that upper half, but um, we need to crawl before we can walk. And But I think we've solidified ourselves kind of in that middle of the pack. And um, that's a monumental sea change from where it used to be. But we're not done yet. We need to we need to catch the lightning in a bottle in a couple of our sports, especially some of the ones that we haven't had great success in, and see where that catapults us to. Well, the uh, Cyclone Feud rematch comes up at uh, Meet the Coaches Night. Are you are you ready? Well, you know the, the only thing I'd say is you know when Michael Jordan was on his great run of was it five straight something like that I can't remember. They won six over a period. I mean. Did he ever have to win two championships in one year? I feel like maybe this is boxing. You know, is this pay-per-view that we're, um, you know, we're just chasing the money? And so we're going to give Prome and Fenley and Dresser another shot? I, guess, I mean, I guess if that's what our viewers want, then, you know, then I'll be a mercenary. And we'll have some reinforcements for both teams. It's going to be a lot of fun to meet the coaches tonight. Jamie, thanks for taking some time. I hope we can do this periodically to kind of catch up. Minneapolis. Minneapolis, that is the number one answer. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. Thank you.